Hello and welcome to Confidently Wrong, a show by regular dudes talking with confidence about content we have no right to speak about with any kind of authority, but do it anyway. I'm Wesley Nakamura, and as always, I'm joined by award-winning director Brian Redondo and Savan Jones, aka Captain Bonnie. This is episode 106, and we're sharing what we're loving, and we give our preview of the new movie, Tetris. I'm confident that it's going to be the best show you've ever listened to, and well, hey, if it's not, you can always ask us for a refund. Incredible! Hello, gentlemen. We have the full complement of Confidently Wrongers on the podcast today. We got Savan. We got Brian. It's going to be a good show. Hello, gentlemen. When our powers and combine, we, and we, got we West, are the Confidently most- Wrong. Uh-huh. We got West, the most confidently wrong of them all. <laughs> I woke up this morning the trolling Savan in the group <laughs> chat, uh, telling him how AD is disrespected, and people better be giving him his flowers if they were going to be on the hate train earlier in the year. But a record, you're not trolling me. I don't care. I don't even think I'm invested <laughs> in the Lakers. I mean, I'm invested in their downfall. But, you know. The jurors, well, I am invested I in their only- upfall. You're trolling yourself, Wes, because like everything you're putting out there just becomes famous last words when he <laughs> falters later. Yeah, we, he we, did. We, he did twist his ankle last night. We're a little worried he might have to sit out some more games pre- coming up here. We'll see. Yeah, he claims he claimed last night he's not gonna he's not gonna sit uh, even even with his sprained ankle. So we'll see. All right, he might be back for workout summer league camp. <laughs> <laughs> he might be back in time for the preseason workouts. Ah. Don't curse us. Don't curse us. We need you him. To you. He's you so did it to good. yourself. He's so good. All right. Uh, today is a what we're loving. And then we're going to do a little a little taste, a little, you know, a little amuse-bouche <laughs> on Tetris <laughs> the that? movie. What the hell? I was awful. Don't do that again, player. <laughs> I like that one. I don't think you're supposed to, like, kiss your food. <laughs> you like, practicing technique when you no, have you're dinner? just, like, tasting it, you know? The little... Yeah, you gotta like, get the little taste of it. I can get see if it was a nibble. I can see if it was a nibble, but like that wasn't a nibble. That was a smooch. I yeah, nibbled my food. I did. I did the wrong motion. I'm sorry. I'm not out here heavy petting my meals. I'd be. <laughs> <laughs> you you I guess... gonna call me? You gonna call me mozzarella sticks? I guess I'm not, uh, not getting drafted on the charades team here. Is what I'm hearing. Oh my god, I'm getting sec- I'm getting like just hypothetical frustration at the idea of playing charades at US. Like I'm mad at what I think it'll be like. <laughs> There's not a lot of stuff that'll genuinely damage a friendship. I would be bad at charades. This is true. I think charades would make me actually angry at you. I would love to play charades with you, but not to win. <laughs> just to watch. Just to watch. I want need someone like, to record the, the game. Team. I want yeah. you on the other team. I need someone Man. to record the game so I can just be like, y'all see, y'all, y'all see, we not tripping, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just validate. I'll put that on. Put, put that as a real. Then just validate all the stuff. I'm good this. at. Ta- I'm good at. Uh, what's the one where the buzzer and you can't say the words? Taboo. I'm good at taboo. We could play that one. Get me on your team on taboo. I'll, I'll help you win. I'll hold you to that one promise all right let's get into it what we're loving brian you're starting us off today what are you wait wait we got to do our little sound intro duriel hit us up with the sound intro right now what we're loving what 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 we're loving 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 <laughs> you're Was not duriel it? brian what are you loving this week <laughs> so i am loving a show that i recently discovered on netflix that has two seasons on it and apparently has already been canceled. It was like canceled two years ago. That's the Netflix classic, baby. <laughs> and <laughs> and it's like, oh, yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, what is this diamond in the rough here? And like, oh, man, I'm so into it, but it's already done. Uh, and that show, that <laughs> show okay. uh, is starring our friend Keegan-Michael Key uh, and Colby Smulders, who you know as Maria Hill in the MCU. Mm. Uh, oh, it's Robin, Robin Shabatsky. Shabatsky. There you <laughs> go. There you go. In in like the next version of How I Met Your Mother, and this show is called Friends from College, where it's a group of friends from college, right? There's and they're all like pushing forty or at forty or whatever. And Keegan Michael Key is long term married to Colby Smulders, but he's also having like an affair with like another friend. 
woman in their friend group. And then then you got like Fred Savage from the Wonder Years, who's who's also a friend in there. And then and then you got another girl who is, you know, she's like uh, all the rest of them are professionals, but she is, you know, in the wind theater person. And anyway, (laughs) the premise of the show is that they are when they're together, they are all awful people because. As we, you know, as they talk about how I met your mother, when you're with people from your past, you revert to your past self. And so when they're all together as a group, they are trying too hard as near middle aged people to be like their college best selves, you know, which was like wild party, doing dumb shit, saying stupid things. Uh, there's there's a reunion scene when uh the, the three guys of, of part of their group get together and they're all nut tapping each other. So like, <laughs> that, like a bunch of 40 year olds. Not that tapping. how that came up when we were talking earlier. <laughs> yeah. Just, that's funny. Like, cup check, cup check. Full circle. <laughs> Comes full circle. So, uh, and, and so like the show is it's, it's two seasons and it's actually like, it takes place in New York. So, you know, I'm always in for a New York story and, Oh yeah. And, what I what I really appreciate about it is just like how how balanced it is from a realism aspect and a comedy aspect. So, uh, you know, Keegan Michael Key, like he's just off the wall, hilarious, like doing random voices. But they this show does not take place in an improv or sketch comedy world. This is the real world that they live in. So he's just like this goofball. Uh, you know, suit and tie at a wedding, acting up uh, while other people are trying to be adults. So it's you know, it's it's full on hilarious. And then Fred Savage from The Wonder Years, like who forgot or like everybody forgot that this guy existed. But it turns out <laughs> he's hilarious. He's 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 just like uh you know a ball of kinetic energy. It is just like bursting off the screen. And then together, all those folks with. Robin Shabatsky doing her best Robin Shabatsky as an adult. Uh, you know, it's it's just comedy, it's just comedy gold, but with real world problems, right? Like, you know, him, you know, the the main couple, they're trying to have a baby, they they're doing IVF and stuff, and like, you know, there's like affairs going on and people dealing with career problems and stuff like that. Uh, but still uh bonkers off the wall funny. Uh, just because they're ridiculous people. And, you know, when you get together with your college friends, right? Like, you're going to start doing stupid stuff. <laughs> like, am I right? I mean, maybe Wes and I, when we get together, we're not nut tapping each other. But, <laughs> Thank goodness. Thank goodness. But maybe Wes might try on a pair of ladies' jeans <laughs> if we egg them on enough, right? Like, that kind of thing is happening. We may or may not have tried some. Uh gummies in colorado and then laughed about it forever except brian was paranoid forever oh my god (laughs) when i went to the bathroom i thought i was never coming back (laughs) we thought you were never coming back (laughs) yeah actually you guys might have left me (laughs) this man disappeared for so long we're like where'd he go oh man if i could be on the fly on the wall for college here y'all yeah, that's right. I, I, mean, I mean, that's how my vacation in New Orleans was. You know, I was back with Tyler and Kendall, and we all hadn't been in the group in a hot little minute. And even if we hang out after college, like there's still a there's still an energy that synthesizes and it does things. Yeah, so <laughs> suddenly you're pinching it another man's that. nipples, and you don't know why. Not sure that's I did not I like this it, show. We act up. Yeah, I didn't like that show. I, I saw a couple of episodes, maybe just even one episode, and I was like, man, whatever. Fresh from college? But, I, I think it's worth the ride, especially yeah? once right. they really get into their stride in season two, and they also leave it at a huge cliffhanger. Oh, well, and we're damn. like, oh my God, when's season three coming out? And we look it up. <laughs> and like, it's not. Nope, canceled two years ago. Ah, <laughs> uh, darn. Um, but I just looked at the IMDb page, and one of the main characters seems like it's Jaysa Park, Marianne, the the Asian woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And That's she's one, huh? in real life. She's married to Randall Park, according to IMDb. Oh, what do you our, know? She, our good friend. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what's his name? Another MCU uh, tie-in. Yeah, Agent. Uh, what's what's his name in the in the show? Agent I don't know. Who? Agent Randall Park. <laughs> yeah, that's all he is. Uh, so. Agent Asian. I'm sorry, I, I I got a little bothered for a second because I just heard you say, "Yeah, our friend." I was just like, "What the hell is going on right now?" 
Like that's <laughs> is that okay? Like no. <laughs> Yeah, but, he's our no. friend from the from the MCU. We know. Yeah, him. yeah, yeah. I'm glad you added the MCU part cuz I, yeah. I I started having a lot of questions. No, that's awesome. <laughs> no, that's, all that's Asians do not know I, each other. Group is that what you're saying? That's yeah. why I, that's why I was confused. I was like, okay, I know that's not true, but he said that so confidently. <laughs> <laughs> And it's so not like not like when wrong. people are like you know the brother Denzel Washington. It's not like that. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. I'll just yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just like, okay, friend I of say, the show. Yeah, yeah. I was to say like if I say okay, yeah, I'm talking to brother William. You gonna know at least okay, <laughs> that's not his actual sibling. He's just maybe you know he just a, it's a it's a loose sense of kinship there, <laughs> but not a legal one. Okay, no, this show sounds interesting. I mean, I'm willing to give it the first few episodes a watch. You hit, you can't hit me with hardcore not a savant show. That's no, you I'm, can't. I'm gonna, you, I'm gonna you, put money on it. No, you can't hit me with just the oh it hits his five next season. But you know, if it's right. is it I'd like say, a PG thirteen like humor? Or is it like now nah, we get rated all we drop f bombs like this is adult? Oh, they're definitely f bombs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's there's plenty of that there. And then you know what's funny about the show is that the, whenever the college group gets together, it's usually around some other life event. So it's like somebody's wedding. It's somebody's funeral, uh, somebody's bachelor party, uh, you know, somebody just arranging like a random wine tour in Long Island. Uh, so these are these are kind of like life events that happen when you're, you know, when you're an adult and everybody's too busy. So they come together for these moments and and hilarity ensues. But I would say Savan for you, definitely. I mean, and maybe for everybody is it's kind of a phone show, right? Like. Uh, it it it's hilarious in its moments, but you, you know you don't have to you, watch every detail of the yeah, yeah, Hey, exactly. sorry, you didn't see that little subtle thing that we threw in there. Oh well, then I guess you're not trying to keep up with happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. Do you no. even want to know what happens? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move it on. Thanks, Brian, for bringing that to us. Who's the funniest um, character? Who's the funniest actor in the show? Oh, that's a good question. Oh, oh, that's a tough question. I mean, you know, obviously, Keegan Michael Key is just hilarious right especially when he starts doing wild voices and you know all over the place but fred savage might be the scene stealer because he's got so much nervous energy on this show and you know keegan michael key is like you know he's just playing himself but then when you see fred savage you're like oh i think i know people like that like he's he's just (laughs) like a ball of nerves and just starts talking and over talking and like spinning oh, out of just, control just and saying, like, oh, just saying I, shit I and just like kid. dude yeah <laughs> so so it's a toss-up this is a toss-up between the two okay i'll get the first cue up i'll give the first few episodes like a solid thing and like i'll know early on if i'm laughing cool i'm gonna keep watching if i'm not laughing you know i won't keep watching <laughs> like i said comedies are pretty easy to review are you laughing <laughs> cool if not yeah. i will not be watching this show brian i was not I'm... convinced was not sold Maybe, I don't know. Maybe I'll go back and check Sk- it out. Skip to the second season. It's fine. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, go finish uh, watching Rebels. <laughs> I do need to watch Rebels. Savan, <laughs> what are you loving? Yeah, so uh, what I'm loving right now is uh, I I bought a cookbook recently. So I, Whoa. Uh, Bravo. Yeah. Was it yes. Gold Leaf Cookbook? Like, why is this a special cookbook? Yeah, no, it's called Salt, Fat, Acid and Heat by uh, Salmon Nosrat. I don't know if I'm saying her name. Maybe I don't know. She's, she has her own show. Netflix show. Yeah, she yeah. got a Netflix show. Yeah, her, her, that person. So, uh, yeah. So I had dinner with some friends a couple weeks ago, and this friend, some other folks, they were like, you know, it was a game night, playing board games, cooking. And she made something out this cookbook. I'm like, hey, you know, what are you cooking? Wait, first of all, did you win board game night? This is important. Yeah, I know you will win video game night. Yeah, do you win does board Savannah game night? Win board game night. Uh, we ended up. Nah, that's an L. He took an L. No, 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 no. Let me he hesitated. He took no, an L. No, I had, I no. had my moments. I didn't lose or win because we spent so much time just like eating the soup and then just talking shit, just <laughs> casually. Game night just turned oh, into like finish. just dinner. Game night just turned into dinner. Basically, we never even got into the games with some boxes next to the table. Yeah, there was no, no, no game. Yeah, basically, the game. Uh, that's how there. you know that food was hitting then. Right. Bro, that food was so damn good. <laughs> so I'm like, yo, where'd you get this from? She shows me the recipe and it was uh, a soup recipe. Cool. I'm like, all right, this book looks lit. I was like, all right, I need to spice up my recipes at home cooking. I can only make the same few rotation of stuff before you get, it gets old. <laughs> so uh, I bought this cookbook, got it off Amazon, got it like a day or two later. 
and I like this book a lot. Daddy Bezos thanks you for your money. We're he's a means to an end. Uh, yeah, he's a means to like an most end. dads, right? <laughs> just like you know, uh, just have hands out for some for the service, but like not pretend that this is anything uh, <laughs> Whoa. Actually, I'm kidding. I actually rock with my dad hard. Shout out to him. <laughs> I don't know if he's a friend of the show, but like friend of my life, Abe. Uh, anyways, beautiful. I, beautiful. Anyways, I'm I like the book a lot because it's split into two. It's split into two halves, and the first half of the book actually isn't a. It doesn't have any recipes at all. It's entirely about different sections about salt, fat, oil, and or acid and heat, and. In the foreword of the book, she talks about how, you know, following a recipe is fine and dandy and all, and that's good, but you don't want to just be a robot who's just following what's on the recipe. You want to have fundamentals and understand, okay, how these actual ingredients interacting with each other so that even when you're not following a recipe, you just have, you can just make good informed cooking decisions. You know, I have some basic, I have some solid cooking knowledge, but you can always learn more. So I've been reading just about like salt, like there's this chapter, the whole section about salt. Different types of salt. The pros and cons. What? This oh is like the God. perfect Savon chapter two. All <laughs> the salt. I'm... Give him all the salts. Yeah. Um, Savon has not made a single meal out of this book so far. He's like, <laughs> nope. False. He's salt. just false. used it to torture uh, his enemies. False. There's false. salt. There's rock salt. There's... Oh, I meant the other kind of salt. <laughs> Yo, I like both. It tastes delicious. There's I like the salt of my enemies. Salt takes. <laughs> yeah. Salt's great. But point is, no, but it's dope because it's breaking down different types of salts and how different types of salt textures, what works on different types of food, how to brine your food, how to, you know, what things season, if you're going to season stuff overnight, what things does oil, not oil, sorry, salt absorbing too quickly, what doesn't, different textures, what foods, pros and cons, all of that. And it's very nice just to, again, understand, okay, I've always put seasoning and salt on my food, but how can I be more intentional and strategic Well, you got to do the wrist flip. Right or like legitimately, there's a part. There's a legitimately a part in there about how different ways that you drop your salt are are useful for different textures and different foods depending on how you want to salt it. I thought it was a joke. I thought it was a joke when there was a picture of like different hands and different poses of dropping salt. I'm reading. I'm like, oh my god, these people are for real. This sounds like filler, man. Like, how many extra pages did this add to the cookbook (laughs) so that they could up the charge? I mean, I didn't pay that much for what it'd be like with a regular cook with most other cookbook stuff. This is what I'll say. The stuff that I'm like the stuff I've been reading through that is the quote unquote filler is legitimately informative. Like that's what that's what I will say. I've well, so did you it. cook anything? Yes, I did. But I wanted I did both. So I ended up making a soup out of the book last weekend that I spent Saturday night making. So and I bought all the rest, you know, all the stuff from the farmers market. So I got my celery my carrots, my chicken, all that stuff, onion, garlic, and I made a chicken garlic soup and it was damn good. Uh Is it yeah. creamy? No, broth. So, you know, bought the broth, got all the vegetables, chopped and peeled all the vegetables, the most tedious part. You know, chopped up all the chicken, seasoned it the night before, so you know, and you say season it the night before if you can. Oh, an overnight recipe. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, because that, look, that's kind of next level. So that's the thing. This is, and this is why you gotta like, plan stuff, ahead on. Those. And this is why the stuff that feels like filler isn't always filler. They the the, the salting before was what they kind of said in the salt part before you even got to the recipe. So by, by the time I got to the recipe, I'm already in the headspace of oh, if I want this chicken to be flavorful, I need to you know really night before this stuff and like, you actually be able, you know you said you can season it before, but it straight up said it's it not going to stick. As, it's not yeah. going to be as good straight up. So I did all that and dude. It came out great. Like, and I, for hey. people who know me, I like to make huge portions of my food, like ridiculous, big multifamily size portions so that I can just eat it for <laughs> days at a time. Enough for the Duggars. Yeah, enough. Yeah, right. Oh, God. Are you a prepper? <laughs> Do you like freeze these so you can eat them years from now? No, because um, I don't have enough guns to be a prepper. I feel like there's just a certain prereq of guns before you can actually call me a prepper. Otherwise, True, I'm just fair. like... He's only I'm, got I'm these squ- two guns. Yeah, at that point, I'm like a squirrel. <laughs> you know, like, okay, just because I'm burying some food for the winter. <laughs> okay, but squ- what about actual protection? Like, that's the line between being like a squirrel and like a prepper, right? 
But uh, the soup came out. I think we should the... just call all preppers squirrels. I, I think that's the realization here, right? Oh, he's a squirrel. Yeah, he's a squirrel. Yeah, because then you say you can say that they're nuts. Yeah, that's great. Let's do this. I like it. But no, soup came out amazing. It lasted me Saturday night, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah, it lasted me. <laughs> this quite man some is on time. a liquid diet. That's yeah, too and many, I was that's too yeah. many days of soup. And I was uh, and, and, and straight up, I wasn't even and straight up, shut. and straight up, I was eating it for like lunch and dinner. This wasn't like a old just dinner. I was only oh, eating soup, but you know, if it's something I like, it, I'm, I'm totally fine with. It. I'm not gonna make it again anytime soon because I ate it for five days straight, basically. <laughs> But now that I know how to make it and feel comfortable with it, so what the are book- you doing to yourself? Did you multiply the recipe by five? You know, like you're trying to feed an army. I mean, basically, I mean, whatever the recipe is, I'll I naturally scale it up. Like whatever they'll say, how many oh servings goodness. it is. Like, like they say, it serves five. There's like, only right. one of you. Yeah, I, I know. That's dividing why dividing the recipe. Yeah. Oh no, because that would mean I have to do more cooking in the large in the big picture, and that's unacceptable. <laughs> I need to be able to. All right, this man is about efficiency. Efficiency, dog. I told people if I didn't have to eat, I wouldn't eat. In a perfect world, I would be a recreational eater. Or I (laughs) I eat, but I only do it for fun to enjoy food, not because it's like an imperative to to being a living person. I want to be very clear about that. (laughs) Cooking's a fun hobby, it sucks as a necessity. (laughs) Yeah. It would be a great money sink if it was for fun awful money sink is something you just have to do like hey this is just baked into your expenses dog so we might as well we might as well make it efficient and delicious so oh the book's and great. you're already on liquid diets so you might as well sign up for that subscription for the you know those those juice pouches or whatever oh my god you're gonna, drink, get me on, like... you're gonna get me on soylent yes yes soylent exactly that's what it is no i'm good but no, but the book's awesome. Like I said, I know, like I said, I was a little thrown off too by how a big chunk of the book isn't actually recipes, even though a big chunk is. But but it teaches you like how to cook. The so legit, I mean, the legitimate cool. cooking knowledge is like yeah. is genuinely oh, this is awesome. And like I said, I've only been deep into the salt section. There's still a part about the heat and get acid fat. stuff. Yeah. Like the acid stuff, I feel like it's more for the salads, which I'm not about to just be making a bunch of salads. But it's. I like that I'm learning about cooking and I do appreciate that she specifically had the intention of hey, I want you to read this book and come out just being a stronger and more comfortable cook, which for me, if I could just have a big, you know, cache of recipes where I can only have to cook like twice a week because I'm just making big meals, dude, that's ideal for me. That's well, you're a single guy. About, oh, I was oh, going to go say ahead, it's just Wes. interesting. She doesn't include like, um, like a sweet part of that. Right. Cause sometimes that plays a role in like, and that and salt can like bounce off of each other within within a meal so it's funny because in the salt section they do talk about how salt can pair with like how it works in baking context and how it pairs with like sweets and how you mm. can mix salts with sweet stuff so i mean there's a, a section bit. in here that has desserts and whatnot that okay. so i think there is still a dessert section but you'll have to i think i might get to, this book i'll have I'm to read more, i'll have to read more of the book to see how she talks about that but like i'm looking there's like a, a tart dough recipe which is like dough tarts but there's other <laughs> stuff i'm gonna be making so yeah, stay tuned for my cooking adventures from this book. I am enjoying it quite a bit. It scratches that itch of the little bit of just nerd history stuff that I like about yeah. history of things, but also food because I need that. We all need it. And just make sure every time you cook something, you give it a little taste. You go, mm. <laughs> yes, yeah. For the record, when I was taste testing that, Wes, like even when I was taste testing vegetables, I nibbled on the little bit of celery, or nibbled on a little piece of chicken, or took a little bit like of no. the broth. Mm-hmm. That was not mm-hmm. just like giving deep tongue uh, to the. I don't know. Nibbling, nibbling might be more sensual than uh, what I did. No, because I'm eating it at in least. the right places. <laughs> oh my god! But the best part though is after I made that soup stuff, I um the pot I had in my kitchen actually was like barely big enough. Because the recipe ended up making like six quarts or something like that. I'm like, okay, well, I won't oh be able to. Oh, my God. What? Is that a lot? <laughs> That's a gallon and a half. <laughs> yeah. That's a whole cleaning bucket full of soup. <laughs> oh, yeah. So so I ended up you going to start Mar- selling that stuff. So <laughs> now that I've turned into like my mother, I went to Marshall's. and uh, <laughs> Got a bigger and- stock pot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I was just like, hey, yo, man, I need a big pie. I'm going to be in here whipping it up. I can't just be having my stuff like, ooh, at the brim. Like, you know, I felt no. like I was at, I thought I was at a Buffalo Wild Wings with a beer. My stuff was about to spill over. It was barely containing it. I'm like, yeah, I got a bigger pot. So uh, you're going to start stirring with like a rowboat paddle. Like that's where you're headed. Oh, you get yeah. one of those crawfish paddles. <laughs> Look, yeah. and I will say, and I will say, I can't pretend that I've changed. I won't pretend that I wasn't like you know in my bathrobe getting jiggy with it too, just the pie, <laughs> getting it in. Like it was a scene. Never so, change. Yeah, I'm actually gonna make some soup tonight. So some potatoes. Do I they like wait? Are there any non-soup recipes? Because I'm actually not. <laughs> oh, a there's, big no, soup. No, there's, there's plenty of non-soup recipes. Okay. I'm I get just this, personally I'm get this book. Like, just still on chapter I'm one. A, so. I'm a soup. I'm a soup eating ML. Me and, the chicken me and Jen wasn't are gonna in read chapter one. I just went and pulled up recipes. It's just chicken garlic sounded appealing. You don't have to. You read know what all sounds cool about? Stuff. Oh, I was gonna say what sounds cool about this this uh, book is like we watch all those cooking shows, like you know, Chopped and and Great British Bake Off and stuff, and they always talk about stuff like, oh, it just need a little more like you know acid or blah blah and we don't know why we're just like oh, okay i guess you're just supposed to have like a mix of things but now i you know if we read this book maybe we'll know you know why those things are supposed to happen if you're one or of those people really legitimately understanding things. the science is nice like they legit talked about hey no this is diffusion this is what's happening with the salt in your food so you can understand mm. exactly the process which and they have visuals for me i'm a visual learner i know this sounds silly but like you 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 work in pedagogy west you know what i'm saying like oh yeah you work in education yeah. you get it bro like Visual representations yeah. will help you understand concepts that otherwise, even we as adults, a lot of stuff we don't realize. We're going through the motions half the time. We're doing correct Do you know things, but we don't understand the why. Yeah, 100%. I mean, visuals definitely help. Did you know that there's a big contingent of education that is like, there's no such thing as like a visual learner or an auditory learner or whatever. It's just like whatever is best for that particular thing, which is like kind of an interesting thought too, that we like we were trained on this idea of like visual learners and then... There's like a whole bunch of research that's like, yeah, everybody's kind of like all of the things. Well, we like it just well, yeah, depends well, on what the context is. Well, in general, <laughs> like, we oh, like yeah, that makes sense well, in general, we like to label and put things into categories. But it all, even when you do like write like Myers Briggs, leadership compass, all that stuff, when it's all said and done, it is a spectrum, not a binary. There's always shades of gray. Don't just try to box yourself in into thinking this is all I am and what works for me. It's a, yeah, I hard agree, Wes. And that concludes our education panel discussion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we shall move on into educational institution leadership next. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a five-minute brain break. People, if you need to have any bio business, also handle and reconvene of you. See y'all soon. <laughs> Namaste. Me and Wes go get coffee. We just bullshitting by the table. Hey, man, what you thought? Man, I thought it was cool. <laughs> I love that that was a legit episode on Abbott Elementary, by the way. They went to like an education conference but nice all right can i do my what we're loving please go what are you loving so first of all (laughs) shout out to my sister uh yesterday was her birthday so happy birthday to show it's her uh she likes to call it her birthday month so march that you know oh she she wanted them birthday month people yeah yeah she she loves celebrating her birthday uh she wants everybody else to celebrate her birthday too uh so shout out to alexis for having a, you know she's 30 something 32 i think now and uh, oh, it's her when, that boy said when does that age out? That's so you disrespectful. Age out of the, yeah. i don't know and then she uh she wants to uh or and this year is her wedding year too she's getting married this summer so uh shout hey. out to her it's a big year for alexis and she uh eaten. you know we wish you all the Woo. best number one number one fan just because she was there first that's all and because she bought us, you know, hit she with bought my favorite. family sweaters. No, you got to hit it with the, my favorite sister. <laughs> she okay. is my favorite sister. One of one. She is my only sister, but, you know, hey, she's still favorite. Yeah. Um, so that, that this gets promise. me to my what we're loving is we had kind of a free day yesterday at work. So I uh, I brought my, my PlayStation and I happened to have downloaded or claimed uh, a copy of Overcooked as one of the free games a while back. And so I downloaded it onto the computer. I figured make it good or onto the PlayStation. I figured to make a good uh, uh, a fun game. The kids wanted to play FIFA. They wanted to play 2K. But I got <laughs> I got a couple of kids in, into playing um, who weren't into those games. You know, because you got to be good at those games to really play against other kids who are good. So I got yeah. a couple of kids to play Overcooked. And it just, it reminded me how fun this game is. I haven't played it in a couple of years. And for those of you who don't know, Overcooked is just this cooperative game where you're on like just a, basically you're on like a board game board. Um, that has a couple of obstacles and it co- has a couple of features and you're you're on this team and it could be i think between uh two and four players 
You might even be able to do it by yourself, but that's no fun. Um, two to four players, and you have to cook a meal and serve a meal in like a restaurant by gathering ingredients. Uh, wow, this is the second uh, tie-in we've had now to uh, cooking. So uh, my bad. Oh, guys. man. Confidently cooking. <laughs> Let's get up in this thing. It's the spinoff and now series. Now the brand is extending. Yeah, oh, now yeah, realizing baby. we're just now a cooking show. Um, so you you have to do dishes. You have to like serve up the meal. You have to cook uh the the soup or or plate it or you know whatever. You have to do all these tasks. Sometimes there are rats that steal your ingredients. Oh yeah, yeah. If you wait too long, uh, if the order takes too long, the order disappears and then your tip goes down and you lose. Um. So you, this and game feels got, a little too realistic. There's like, too, yeah, it's stressful. This is a but switch it, game, but it's a switch game, and it's but it, it's literally you need only the D pad and the X button. Oh no, you need the square button too. So you need two. You could play this on NES. Like it's a very simple game. You don't need a whole lot of game coordination. So anybody can pick it up and do it. Like Jen played this game. Um, I've played this game. <laughs> the kids yesterday, like they picked it up, and as soon as like the game started, they knew what to do. They figured it out. It told them like what button to push, and they were good to go. How old are they again? They high school, uh, right? They're in high school. Yeah, okay, but okay. the, he, the he two were playing sales. weren't gamers. They were just, I mean, they were just kids who had just picked it up. They yeah. clearly did not have any experience with video games. Yeah. Um. So it's a great like introductory game. It's a great cooperative game. It's also a very like. <laughs> it's a very it's a game where like you have to be able to like communicate really well like hey can you grab that or like i need this and da 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 and there's this like tension of of how do you work together without and and let maybe one person lead if that person kind of has a better sense of what's happening without getting too bossy uh there's this like interplay of and then if you're if you're doing it with your significant so other people skills yeah yeah yeah, oh, yeah. but if you're doing this it with is your a significant, significant other, other game yeah you gotta be really careful around like hey i can't order you around but like also can you get me that thing like but it's much shorter to Too say like sweet. I, I need that to- right i needed yeah, that yeah, yesterday yeah. i need that tomatoes you know or whatever and <laughs> so it's a it's just a like very complex game in terms of how you have to like manage your communication um and so it it was just fun to watch them like navigate through this thing um that i had done you know a couple of years ago with jen and with some friends um so this game is very it's much fun. like a it's it's that it's walking on the tightrope between relationship builder and relationship <laughs> breaker. Like this is it's it, whatever the game you want will it to tell be. you everything you need to know about your future. Yeah. Like, are we done? I think we're done. <laughs> like if we can't run our fictional restaurant together, we definitely can't just yeah, be together. Which we, is we drop so many burgers down the yeah, trash. They give you they <laughs> They give you like, you know, uh, just a little bit too much to do compared to what your level of skill is at that particular moment in time. So this game is too realistic, bro. <laughs> I haven't even seen the gameplay. Yet. Although I think we had a free day at work yesterday, too. I think I had people actually playing this exact game and I was asking people about it. But really point is. Yes. But point is, this game is disturbingly too real. All right. <laughs> You're saying that this is an intense service industry job. That you have to do with people oh, close wait, to wait. you. But it's very cutesy. It's like, it's very Nintendo. Oh, like I've just, seen the like, art style. Yeah. 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 It makes like it more like real life. Basically, or an yeah, animal basically. that's puffy. Yeah, that the restaurant looks worse. nice. Yeah, it's just like everything's all branded nice and looks all cute. But the reality is that you're overworked, the underqualified, under, understaffed. And under if you don't perform, yeah. you lose money. And you ultimately <laughs> set up to fail from the bounce. <laughs> Like this, while this while people you care about are yelling at you, yeah, while also straining at, at the expense of your personal relationship for this beast that you could never really conquer. I'm not trying to be that guy right now and go on my whole just like you know anti fight the system thing, but like, and maybe it's just something going on with me. But like, yo, this game kind of is like hitting harder, hitting home a little bit. I'm like, hey, yo, what? Like, you want kids playing it, this? There are people who it's work a critique at games of are, capitalism. Yeah, games are <laughs> escapism, and somewhere, some <laughs> out there, there's some person who probably does actually work in the service industry who plays this shit to unwind. And <laughs> I have concerns. I have questions. I have that's a lot really of funny. Things. Oh yeah, you try and you try and plate something, but you accidentally throw it in the trash. Ooh, that's 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 thumbs down, man. You you spend all that time letting it boil on the stove, and then cooking, and then you put it on the plate, and then your partner throws it in the trash. <laughs> If someone did that in real life, I'm like, yeah, just get out. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you're out of here. That's that. I know that was technically one strike, but we're going to just call that a flagrant two automatic ejection. You're, you're out of here. <laughs> so me and Anna actually spent a very long time besting Overcooked 1. Yeah. We beat the whole game. Three stars? 
it it took us uh i don't know if we got three stars level i we were three starring a lot of stuff there's definitely also a lot of one starrings where like that that speaks to how well you completed a stage in the game whatever um, <laughs> even if you there finish, were they still rate you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course, of course, man. This is I know this you is got the, the job. Economy that we I know you. In. I know it's you got the job done. Too. But ooh, you're not profitable, <laughs> and ooh, um, <laughs> I'm gonna need you to do it twice as fast. So me and Anna, <laughs> we we beat the game, but many times, many times <laughs> was our relationship tested. <laughs> Who just, who was the who more the problem? One. Who was yeah, the problem? Anger. You know, of course it was her. <laughs> her. Like, what was she doing? Was Brian, like, I've never done anything wrong. There. For Tonda. <laughs> like, what? what did, and she's just silently playing while I'm doing all the yelling. Like, what kind of balance is that? <laughs> but we beat the game. We we unlocked. We unlocked the chemistry to take us to the championship. Yay. Where, you know, by the end of it, and you just figure it out, and you like, you don't even have to talk. <laughs> it's understood. Y'all was in the you flow. You just know. Like, Y'all yeah, both silently in the room just doing the work. I'm Ooh. doing my thing. You're passing it off to me. You do your thing, and it's seamless. And, you right. and then, out what and then you're, you're like, at. oh, I'm good. We're good. Yeah. We're, we're, <laughs> we're good for melt. another 10 years, my at melt. least. Go, go, go. Yeah. So, okay, Brian, question. So, recognizing, you know, y'all are doing your whole chemistry thing, trying to get it together. What sports duo, or really just duo in just culture in general, sports or not, would y'all say summarizes y'all relationship in the cooking game? Like, what was that dynamic? Was it a Shaq Colby thing where one of y'all oh, okay, was okay. naturally which, talented at the game, but the other was, well, the other was like a harder worker? And I was like, just because you're good doesn't mean you can't be better. <laughs> it's like, kind of okay. Was it like maybe, a D Wade Bron or y'all buddy buddy? You, maybe, maybe you can help me identify who we should be. Like, I feel like Anna is, you know, is is very analytical and has a deep understanding of mechanics and stuff like that, but. Maybe not the best vocal communicator, uh-huh, okay. and and whereas I'm playing, I'm playing the the heart and soul of the team. You know, I'm like, <laughs> like we gotta we gotta go. Come on, come on, come on, right? But you know, like I'm I'm also more experienced in the game in video games generally, but and doing my best. But maybe I'm you know I'm not seeing through the the grander strategy until a moment too late. Um, I, so I don't oh my know. God. I don't know Y'all are literally up. Shaq and Kobe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. I feel like that summarizes the Shaq and Kobe dynamic pretty it well. Felt, like, it felt to me like Kim Kardashian and uh, Kanye West to me, actually, a little bit. I don't know enough about them to, to, <laughs> um, sure, to give sure, an informed... I, Kim, I'm going to guess I'm out. the one with the nicer ass. <laughs> Kim planning it out, you know, making sure that she puts all her ducks in a row. Everything is calculated. And, uh, you know, Kanye out here just vibing, just just experience, you know, putting out some hits and, uh, you know, I'm just a, going with the flow. Doing what he bug. wants to do. Kanye gets the restaurant shut down. <laughs> <laughs> Kanye gets the restaurant to have lots of promotion and eyes on it. But then he tweets something that gets the restaurant. He fails the game outside the kitchen. <laughs> In the kitchen, he might be knocking it out the park. I, Brian, to me, this feels like a Shaq Kobe dynamic. To me, you're coming off as Shaq as like you're the experienced one. You've been around the block. You've been doing this. Some of that probably leads to just like, a, hey, I've been doing this, so I'm going to be and a little more And he believes he'll do it. He'll make it when it counts. He, he believes yeah. he'll make it when it counts. Yeah, and it's just one of those like, hey, like Shaq is just Shaq. He's going to get buckets no matter what. Brian's a gamer. He plays games. I'm not about to just get rolled over like I don't know what's going on at all. I don't have to learn how to move <laughs> left and right and, you know, moving around and whatnot. Yeah. And then, but yeah. Kobe, Kobe's got the basketball yeah. IQ, mm-hmm. maybe not the and greatest communicator. Yeah, it's like, all right, she's coming mm. in. She's the, and then, you know what? Let's say maybe this is like younger Kobe at this stage, right? New blood to the game, maybe not as intense an experience as you are in the Shaq era because where he's coming from, but hard worker, good energy, people like him. But yeah, it's like, yo, yo when you say vocal, now when you say vocal communicator, do you mean in terms <laughs> of not doing it? Or not doing it effectively because that's two different things. <laughs> is it they not saying nothing and it gets quiet when things start effing up in the kitchen, or is it the whole thing start getting loud and they start saying how they feel? 
Well, I like to put it out there, and I think that is very effective. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's, it's all oh, good communication this is, this on is, this side. Then this, is absolute, then this is absolutely, for me, early Shaq Kobe, but with a much better ending. That's funny. Well, we did win. Could be we Kareem, won. Kareem we won Magic. the big dance. Yeah, I mean, I so, guess, yeah, I guess, three, and I guess Shaq and Kobe won, key. too. All right, all right. Yeah, I like sounds, it. Yeah, I like that. That's that's funny. I like this a lot. This game still sounds incredibly stressful for whatever. So if but. you can get it, if you can get it on the cheap, Overcooked One or Overcooked Two, I, I recommend. It's a great like party game actually, like for people just to try it out. And you know, Brian was talking about like, oh, you kind of communicate without knowing things. It's also you kind of figure out your roles. There's there at a certain point, you just there's you just there's like only four or five tasks and it's just like how you do them changes a little bit or the order that you have to do them in so you know one person will kind of be more of the like let me do the pot and the like dishwashing and the other person will be more like let me do the chopping and the serving or you know like you kind of mm-hmm. start to figure out like oh this is how we work the best and then the game will, of course throw you a loop and then switch where the pods are or where those particular pieces are on the board so then one person has to do the other thing that they're mm. maybe not used to doing you know it, it happens like that I just want to be the guy who just keeps his head down. Like, I just want to be the good soldier, basically. Oh, yeah. Uh, but you can't. You literally cannot do that. If you try to I do know. that, your team will not work. That's awful. That's, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm very firmly in the camp. Outside of a handful of specific games, I feel like, yo, I got to do enough leadership at work. When I'm playing video <laughs> games, I will, I will be a good soldier. Like, for the most part, just like, hey, yo, if you got a plan, good or bad, all right, do what you got to do. Uh, you say jump, say how high, coach. I'm not here to lead. <laughs> That's funny. That's how I feel about this show. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to lead. I don't make huh? decisions on this show. I just want to. That's show. I mean, that's real. There's some spaces where I'm like, all right, I got to step up. There's other spaces where, hey, can I like step all the way to the back? Like, the I only just... problem with that is there's only three of us. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got to figure out. I gotta, we got to move carefully. <laughs> all right. Let's uh let's see if we can finish this in like eight minutes, seven minutes, thirty-five seconds. So uh last night I checked out Tetris. It came out on Apple TV Plus. It's uh stars, I don't know what his name is. He's the guy from the Kingsman, he's British, Terran uh, something, Air Ergerton. Egerton, Egerton. I don't Egerton. know. Is that Egerton. the guy from it's but he's not the guy from the Fault in Our Stars and Driver. It's I don't know what Taren his name is. Egerton. Taren Egerton. Yeah, that guy. So the dude stars from the him. Kingsman, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Taron Egerton. He plays. He plays an American in the maybe early '90s, late '80s. Uh, must be '80s. Eh, I don't know. Maybe maybe early '90s. Um, and his he's like a a game designer. He's a game salesman. He's he's kind of in this like interesting space of like a very new and burgeoning business. And obviously, from the name of the show, it centers on Tetris. So he he sees a co- or he sees Tetris at uh at a, a conference. And he's like, oh, this game is like really fun. And he was trying to sell Go in America online or on on computers and it wasn't working. He was trying to sell these other games that he had made, wasn't working. So he sees Tetris, he's like, oh, that's cool. Let me see if I can get the rights. So he buys the rights for it. And then it just ends up being this movie about like corporate legalese and and the things he has to do to like try and get the rights. And then this other thing and then other people are trying to get it and then they're lying to each other. And there's this whole mess of, of a movie. Um I think the the headline here is that it was a fun movie. It was a nostalgic movie. And you're like, oh, like, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. And you're like, oh, dang, there's like, you know, the, the Game Boy plays a role here. So you're like, oh, the Game Boy. I remember that. I got that, you know. Um, and oh, that's the box from the Game Boy. You know, it's things you just don't remember you actually remember. Um, and I think the movie, it falls short. It's like not quite, it's not quite what I wanted it to be. Um but really, it, it was it was pretty interesting. Um, and the guy who plays or the 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 main character, Taron Egerton's character, he's actually interesting. They keep mentioning that he's like from Holland, like he, he was born in Holland or something or he has Dutch ancestry. And then he grew up in America. But then he's he like went to college in Hawaii and then he met his wife there, I think. And then she's from uh, Japan. So they live actually in Japan during all of this. Um, so he's flying all over. He's flying to the U.S. He's flying to Moscow. He comes back to Tokyo, um, you know, and he speaks some Japanese because his wife speaks Japanese and his kids are Japanese. Uh, so it was just like kind of an interesting movie from that perspective. They do a little bit of like they video game a few video game sizes, a few things like they add an overlay of like very eight bit graphics. Uh, there's like, like a the car chase where. 
Yeah. And then it's kind of like Scott Pilgrim, you know, where they're like chapter four and then like you get a, a whole thing like they kind of do that in between. Or anytime there's a big scene change, um, they they put up a new graphic for like Tokyo and it's like a eight bit version of Tokyo and then it dissolves and then it's the real Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, I think they had a lot of like great ideas here. I think the execution is like missing just a little bit. Um, so it's it's not something I would say don't go buy Apple TV Plus just for this show, uh, not or for this movie, not worth it. But if you have Apple TV Plus. I think it's something to throw on. I think especially if you grew up playing Tetris or you like that, and you kind of want to know the story about like, it actually wasn't just a given. It's not like today where it's like, oh, okay, a studio makes it and then they publish it and they send it to the, the you know, the developers and the, are not the developers, the, uh, you know, the people who make it and sell it in the games, the retailers, and then boom, that's it. And they make profit. There was actually a really complicated history for how Tetris came to be and how Tetris came to actually be distributed and there were many points at which it would have not actually happened the way it did um and it's i I know it's not a historical work it's not a documentary but i think they did base a lot of this on how a lot of it did go and uh i wikipedia it it seemed like there was some quite a good matchup of what really happened and you know how it ended up going so if you're interested in that kind of story that's you know, sort of in the weeds of, of legalese, but also just in the, in like this, like corporate, like com- competition environment show. Um, it, it was, it was like really interesting um, throughout the thing. I've, I have two questions. All right. One, is it mostly just nostalgia bait? And two, would you have preferred a Tetris movie that was Pixar fied? Meaning maybe we just, like slap legs feet hands and face on some bricks and have them talk and have a community (laughs) as they're trying to build you know four lines of bricks both for sure let's have both uh you know but um uh yeah i i certainly think that i enjoyed this movie more because of my familiarity with tetris and game boy so I do think there's some nostalgia factor there that goes in. The story itself, though, and the way they crafted it does stand up in terms of like you're you're trying to piece together ha, piece together um, what's going to happen. Like, how is it actually going to come together? Because you sort of know it probably works out, right? Because we we ended up getting Tetris, you know, in in everywhere basically. <laughs> um, but like, what were the sort of like maneuverings that had to go mm-hmm. on? I think it just made there was a few things that just seemed like it wasn't like quite put together well enough to really like be a really cohesive movie. Um, not that it doesn't not make sense. Like the movie makes sense. It's good. It, you know, all of that. It's just like, there's, there's a couple of people who are kind of like the villains of the show, but then it like ends up being like, they're also other villains that like, they're like competing with. And so there's this kind of like, there's a, a quadruplex of people involved or a pentagon of people involved and they all have slightly different motivations and loyalties. So um, it's, it, it was interesting. And, and it's, it's sort of like a weird critique, not a weird, it's an interesting like critique of capitalism versus communism. And in some ways you're like, Oh yeah, the communists have it right. And then you like the Soviet communists have it right in some ways. And then you're kind of like, Ooh, no, the Soviet communists have it like wrong. And like, also the capitalists have it wrong. So like, then it's like, oh, just everybody has it wrong. But by the end of the movie, you're like, oh, it worked out. Happy ending for like the guy, you know? So like, there's kind of a mismatch of like, they didn't quite get their themes really yeah. planned out ahead it of time. Sounds like they're trying to do a little too much. They with did. Tetris. They did do a little too much. Um, but if you just pay attention really to without the themes part, like you just pay attention to the story. It's, it's, it's pretty engaging. Um, and I didn't know any of it. So like... Afterwards, I wanted to go on Wikipedia and like look up, like who's this guy? Who's that guy? Like, oh, I didn't know this was the creator of Tetris. They give it away pretty early, so that's not a spoiler. The creator of Tetris was like this Russian dude who, um, he was literally just like interested in making games. He he made it for, and then he kind of showed it to some coworkers, and they kind of helped him, you know, soup it up a little bit, and that was it. And he just like he wasn't trying to make money off it. That wasn't his job. Um, and then he distributed it to other people and they started playing it a lot. Um, but he wasn't able to negotiate any of the rights because he did it on like government time and on a government machine. And so it just, it basically belongs and he's in a communist country. So his work just belongs to his, you know, the, the state. And so the state gets to negotiate the rights here. It wasn't like it belonged to Namco or Bandai or, you know, 
Konami Damn, or communism. Something. Yeah, it just it. So he gets no money. Like he, he literally gets no money from the game because he lives in a communist country that where you don't own what you make. Although apparently he got the rights later. Later, yeah. So he then this is not in the movie, but yeah, he he ends up working, but sort but not the rights to the game. He gets the rights to like the name. So like merchandise kind of stuff or something like that. That's yeah, how I understood as long, it. As long as, hey, the game, the fundamental gameplay ain't gonna change. As long as he get that, as long as he get some bread. When you Google Tetris, so look it up. They gonna say he made it. So yeah, get some he, bread. But he, but like Nintendo makes a vast majority of the money. Oh yeah, basically, uh, you know. So, but yeah, I mean, so all that kind of stuff is just like cool. Like, oh, I didn't know any of the history of this game that's ubiquitous, you know, and basically dominated our childhood understanding of what video games were. So uh that that part was cool and i think other people would be interested in that part of it as you know and hey who's gonna sit through a documentary on tetris versus who's gonna sit through a feature film on it you know tetris like any more people i'd rather watch a documentary but oh my hey, god i'm gonna right. hey i'm gonna keep i'm gonna keep it a bug but with you more Wes. people you know you're yeah, not everyday it. people <laughs> i know look i'm gonna keep it a bug with you i was a little disappointed when i just learned this is a historical biopic and not like a pixar tetris i thought people was gonna <laughs> oh, be you want the talking bricks. i thought it was gonna you be like wreck it ralph or something they uh, in the arcade machine the blocks is coming the character gotta run back in black and you know back into the back and forth and not get crushed within the smart maybe one they gotta got say, hats. wait the block wait we can move the blocks wait that does not sound like so we that have sounds clear, like a 20 minute short we have film to clear the blocks film. to get out of they here they said that about wreck and ralph too it was also should have been a 10 minute short <laughs> film <laughs> oh we cleared the blocks all right we can get out of this trap out of this saw trap video uh, game no. thing. i Prince want of persia it. no we don't oh, need Prince nah. of Persia. get out of all here. right so i'm gonna be honest be honest with you pimp okay the premise of the movie is actually like cool I, all things that you said you like about this movie i think yeah. are very fair things to like and I won't hold that Thank against you. you or anyone. I, I appreciate your uh, your acknowledgement. <laughs> this is what I'm also <laughs> was it, about was to say. A little, no. Did you see yeah. the back of the hand on that? A one? little bit was, there. I no, 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 no. Sorry. Right, 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 I'm yeah. so sorry. No, no, no. Okay, no. I'm about to say something like rude after <laughs> this. Say. That was not meant to be bad. That's legitimately. <laughs> okay. Give us the rude. No, that the is rude. legitimately what I like. I get why you the appealing things of this movie. Yeah. I that's not that's not to be backhanded. I'm sorry. Now what's straight up full handed is. We need to stop making movies that are about the business behind the scene of fun things forward facing instead of the actual fun thing. This is like that social network movie where it's about Facebook, but it's about the drama behind it. Tetris, but not the game. It's about the business and drama behind it. You got this damn. We're about to get the Air Jordan. We're about to get this Air Jordan nonsense. (laughs) Every time I see that movie. I have to like pick my eyes up off the theater floor because I roll them so uncontrollably hard every time I see <laughs> any of that. They're doing all this, Michael Jordan, Eric Jordan, all this, and it's just Ben Affleck with that curly hair in the office. I'm like, what the hell is this? This ain't got nothing to do with <laughs> basketball. I'm, I'm expecting to see people hooping or something. It's just a bunch of old dudes doing business stuff behind the scenes. Yeah. You just made it about Michael Jordan, kind of, sort of, to, I'm sorry. That is predatory we just a marketing movie with the talking shoe. We they just yes. I rather have laces, a movie. I rather you tie some other laces. I rather you have a movie about the shoe from like Mike, and it's a talking Pixar shoe, <laughs> Toy Story wise, and that's the adventure after Calvin. Then watch a movie about the suits who just figured out, hey, let's brand the shit out of Air Jordan to sell shoes. I don't want to watch that. You know what? It's not that they're doing a movie about the business stuff that bothers me, Wes. Is that they're doing it behind the business of fun stuff, and that's supposed to be what draws you in. But then they don't actually have the fun stuff that would make that appealing in the first place. It's like if you make a Dungeons and Dragons movie, but it's about the licensing and behind the scenes drama instead of a movie about you know Dungeons and Dragons, like we get <laughs> tomorrow, baby. <laughs> me at least I'm going to see it tomorrow at the theater. So all right, you got to report I, I, back. Tell us how yeah. it is. So I'm sorry, I didn't good. mean to. I didn't mean to like hijack your thing on that, but like, no, dude, funny. that, and I feel like uh, even beyond the Tetris thing, the movie sounds really interesting. But like, man, that just as a, I don't want people to feel encouraged to think we need to keep making more movies that are about the behind the scenes of the cool thing you like without the cool thing. The behind there was the also things, that McDonald's I like behind movie, the scenes, the founders. I don't know, which what that is, is also just like the. The business yeah. that created the, the hustle megalith. I don't need this corporate propaganda. Damn it. That being said, 
This movie sounds interesting. And like, um, you know, Tetris is awesome. And I, I do like, no. <laughs> great, great. No, great tone shift. I, no, yeah, I do great. like, no, but I do like the uh, the international relations part, the actual Soviet stuff, you know, the life thing. Like, that stuff is legitimately interesting. It's just yeah. as frustrating that they, they use may, Tetris they may as, have like, the branding. The, uh, they may have upped the villainism of the Soviets for the movie than actually existed in real life. What? You know? An American as, movie yeah. wants as, to portray want to their do. geopolitical <laughs> rivals in a un... In a, in a, in a, in a, Maybe an unflattering light. <laughs> oh man! In the battle of capitalism versus socialism, yeah, eh, they're both maybe not perfect, but mm, their socialism's worse. No, in the eighties, <laughs> no way. No, sure. but there's some cool stuff. I will actually give this movie an honest. Wait, wait, wait! wait I gotta have Apple TV. Apple TV, Apple yeah. TV. No, All right, I'll give you my login. You can you can check it out. I appreciate you. Okay, one quick question, then we're gonna wrap up because we only got like a few minutes here. The Game Boy plays a role in this movie it, it's before the launch of the game boy um but they're they're talking about like never mind i'm not getting away okay the, the game boy has a role in the movie but what my question is is because me and brian are of a certain era where we were already probably six seven eight maybe when the game boy comes out um but you when the original game boy comes out but savant you the original game up, boy come out again I think that? it was maybe 91 90? or something like that. No way. 90. Um, but you grew up in an era where the Game Boy has been out and they're already releasing like the next gen. I don't even know what the next ones were called, like Game Boy Advance or Game Boy 3D or something like that's probably more where you start coming into the like, oh, I can play video games mm-hmm. age. So my question is, what is your favorite Game Boy memory? Um it could be at any time of your life, but, you know, preferably when you're a child. Brian, what's your favorite memory? I mean, I don't know if it's a memory per se, but, like, experience the game that I love playing on, on Game Boy, not Tetris, which I was awful at because there's just way too much stress. <laughs> uh, and, and nobody to yell at to diffuse my stress <laughs> like an overcooked. Uh, <laughs> the game that I love the most was a... Uh, was Paperboy, which was oh. like a very a very Game Boy kind of game, right? It was like so simple. It's an isometric board, uh, and you're the Paperboy on a bicycle. You you know you're nonstop moving. You you got to keep moving forward. So this the scroll is like trying to eat you up, <laughs> and and you got to throw papers into mailboxes for points. Uh, while dogs are chasing you, there are like obstacles in the way. You could jump off ramps and stuff like that. Um, and to me, that was just the the ultimate two D gray and green game on on Game Boy. Uh, and and you know, in my family, I did not have the Game Boy. I I was I had the Nintendo. Like that was that was the thing that was gifted to me. And the Game Boy was gifted to my sister. So oh. I needed to. I needed to like secretly grab it from her stash uh, <laughs> and pick stash. the game that I wanted to play. She played a whole set of different games. Like I think she was playing Tetris, mm-hmm. and then you know I had I had Paper Boys sneak in that little cartridge, and like <laughs> just thinking about you know the Blowing cartridge it. sliding into the mm-hmm. back of the Game Boy, that fat like fat little gray the brick little with a green screen, like <laughs> Bemo's predecessor. Uh yeah, and then and firing up Paperboy, and that game was hard. It it was a hard game, but it was just it was just so fun because like it, like even the the kid Paperboy himself, you know, he had like a backwards cap and stuff. Cool um, kid, nineties cool kid, yeah, nineties yeah. cool kid with the and he had like the big satchel full of rolled up newspapers. Um, oh, you could also throw the papers at, at residents in the, yeah at oh. NPCs. You just smack them in the dogs. face. Yeah, and dogs too. That was a key way to, you know, to neutralize the dog that was chasing you. Just smack him with the newspaper. Um, so I had the right right amount of like solid gameplay and 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 age appropriate violence. A plus for me. <laughs> uh, eighty nine. It released in eighty nine. Yeah. And then I forgot about this. A few years later, they released a Game Boy that was see-through, so you could see the like electronics inside. Yeah, I remember that. I, That's I, I had dope. that one. I think that was a skinnier Game Boy too, right? Oh, was it? Like Game Boy the, Color? Oh, the Color? They had okay, colors. okay. They have a Game Boy Pocket. They have a Game Boy Light. Let's see what else. Uh, and then okay, and then so 
<laughs> my favorite memory is like we would be in the car playing Game Boy. Uh, and so me and my cousin, um, ooh, I'm loud. My cousin had a Game Boy as well, and she was a year older than me or whatever. So we'd go on these trips sometimes to, you know, like Vegas or whatever, and we'd take road trips up north to my aunt's house. And the the Game Boy had this ability. There was a, a cord that could connect them. It had a port that could connect two Game Boys, and you could sync them together if you both had the same game I'm and play and you could play a game together. So we would, I think we could play, we could definitely play Tetris together and against each other. And it would, it would tell us like where the other person was. So you, you didn't have to see their screen. You could just see how high their blocks were going. So how close they were to losing. Um, and then you could also play baseball, like Mario baseball or something like that, which is pretty fun. Oh Yeah. Um, so that's probably my favorite Game Boy memory is like, this was the, you know, one of the original like ex- ways to play multiplayer and you could do it in the car. Uh, and then uh, <laughs> if the road trip was happening at night, though, you were kind of SOL because there was no way to see. So you try yeah. to turn the light and then your dad will get mad at you or my dad will get mad at us. Not mad. He would just say, like, you got to turn it off because that means we can't see, you know, like we're not able to see out the car. Uh, so we couldn't use that. You're reasonable so, that Gordon. Yeah. And then at some point we all parents we got... were making that up. Every parent was saying that because we no, all had really, game boys. You can't see as well. Maybe John... the part about it being illegal. That is some like exactly. urban myth stuff that our parents all got just, you, you know. think you see just as well if the light is on? I don't know. Dude, one time I've had to call my thing, my, my accent, and I was like, oh, well, there's no police kicking in my door or being mad because it's like it's not some <laughs> kind of state national law, and I can see just I got fine. you. She's so saying it's not so a law. The all jury, right. so the jury's saying, I'm going to call Bull Dinky on that, mom. <laughs> like, my mom said the same thing, too. I'm like, hey, I'm going right. to go ahead and call Bull. All right. And well, so I think for the next Christmas or one of the Christmases, we got uh, some kind of like magnifying glass attachment thing that you could put on the Game Boy. And it also had a light. So then you could play in the back seat and you would, you know, you'd be good. That is this like is the not... jankiest attachment. Ever. No, dude. It was this super is not... janky. No. The age of attachments in video game history. Oh, yeah, man. That was. I think that is when a lot of our childhood clearly overlaps because I can identify with all that, West. I would use the <laughs> okay. cable. That's how you traded Pokemon with people. I used to have the cable to trade because you want to trade Pokemon, you had to do the little cable link so you can actually uh. do it. In certain Pokemon, you could only trade or evolve if you traded. So I was like, hey, yo, mom, I'm trying to be a Pokemon master. I need to get that cable so I can trade with people. <laughs> and yeah, I used to be at school in the lunch, y'all. Like, hey, yo, I got that cable. Look, man, you trying to hook it up? I, you help, look, you help evolve my Gengar. You help evolve my Gengar. I help evolve your Machamp. Let's help each other. What's <laughs> up? Pokemon dealer, the local Pokemon dealer. Y'all, man, we used to be getting That's it fine. in. All right. Do you have a favorite Game Boy memory? Or Pokemon. Was that your Game Boy? Yeah, Pokemon. Pokemon. Oh, yeah, man. It was. Um, I had to look up the numbers because, God damn, it's been out for so long. So my first Pokemon game was actually... Uh, Pokemon Silver, which came out in October 2000. and What system? Game Boy Color. Okay. Which so came out in like 98. I no longer, I was no longer Game Boying it up at this point. Dang, 98, you wasn't Game Boying it up? Nope. Oof, 98. I, was I think the they game. had Sega Game Gear at some point. Yeah, they did at that During point. During this but, run. But oh, my cousin had that. Sonic was on it. Sonic it was so good. It. Oh, yeah, Sonic. My cousin's had Sonic. I used to be. I, I, that battery Sony journey did not started. last, though. That battery went went out real fast. <laughs> but yeah, no, for me, Pokemon, I'll just one of my ch- core memories was a uh, Christmas 2000. And I got, you know, that Pokemon came out that October. Pokemon I said, hey, yo, you I were addicted. It got me Pokemon Silver. That was my first handheld. I got my Game Boy Color that same Christmas. That was my first, just all of that, just like handheld thing. My first Pokemon ever was Totodile. And that game and it's funny because that was the most popular game on that console i was one of nice. those people the best selling i don't game. even know what you just said toted totodile totodile pokemon based off a little uh, it's like an alligator it's like oh, a little okay. water alligator and uh okay. really badass it bites things but oh we man <laughs> like, pokemon that brings me that brings me <laughs> pokemon that brings me back that uh, yeah and you still play pokemon right a little bit I do. Some of the recent entries have uh, kind of lost me in terms of some of the gameplay mechanics, but there's definitely online battle simulators that I still touch on every now and again because uh, competitive Pokemon, like really sweaty Pokemon, is incredibly fun. It gets into like chess levels of just reads and IQ. It's a very fun, sweaty game at the highest levels. But yeah. Sounds I like you would other... like Marvel Snap. 
Yeah, but at this point, I I don't want to have I my accumulated do Pokemon it, knowledge is what carries it, me now. Do it, do I, no, it. I'm not about to do it. If I'm gonna get pick up any of those, um, if I do any of that, I'm just gonna start playing Pokemon again. <laughs> they got PvP now. Yeah, no, you can battle I'll, each other. No, I'll the can, battle is, oh, wait, is not what? good wait, wait. though. Oh, you can yeah, you can oh, battle okay. each other. It's it not still good, needs though. still needs oh, some work. It's not good. But, I'm not gonna do but it. it's fun. It's don't it get me fun. wrong. It's fun. Brian has beat me every time. Every time we played, Brian has beat me. Usually Wes, because I don't tell Wes what deck I'm playing with. <laughs> Wes, I wouldn't go around yeah, just saying that on the record. <laughs> hey, I'm at level 65, so I feel like I'm higher than Brian this season. You are. You are. I, am, I wouldn't I'm say that either. <laughs> Wes, you are digging a deeper hole for yourself. Stop. <laughs> no, it's just because of the way like you're just very deck dependent and... You can't, you can't you can't change. I, I, I hope we gonna say you deck defended in a game where it's about having a deck. Yeah. What else the hell are you supposed to be dependent on? Well, but you can't change. So if you're if if his is like countering mine, I, I can't change in the middle of the Sound battle. Sound like a hater. Did y'all get to see each other's decks before or are you just going blind? No, you just going blind. Oh well Wes, that sounds like an excuse, Playboy. Why? <laughs> you just gotta. You gotta, you just gotta be more dynamic with your deck. How you gonna tell somebody in the game you when you pick you a card deck, you reliant on your deck? Oh, oh well, that, I guess because it's because then, well, then the battle game would be a very different animal than than the single like than the regular game. So all my decks are set up for the regular game. It's where you only play make some make some extra decks. I don't Everybody know. I don't know, Wes. Decks. This sounds like excuses, Wes. It sounds like y'all both have an assortment of cards that you can allocate as you see fit. And you not dynamic with it, and Brian is, and that's what's helping him, you know, prevail. This is this is absolutely true, hundred percent. Oh well, then no, Johns, get yeah, up yeah. out of here with that weak shit. Wes texted me during this recording of this episode to talk to me about deck strategy, <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't so. help me at all. Thanks a lot, Brian. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> all right, let's end it there, uh, friends. God. We should be back next show. I think we're going to talk about some nostalgia cartoons. Speaking of like nostalgia stuff, I think we're going to go back back again and we're going to we're going to reach back into the 90s and 80s and talk about some some things that are near and dear to our hearts. Woo! Bye. Oh, I should probably do the thing. Hit us up on appconfidently underscore pod. Please and thank you. Instagram. Follow us. Tell your friends. We want them to hear our show. Let them enjoy the goodness. Bye. <laughs>